All right, here we are once again, Ray with his uh, lovely Longhorns backdrop I see there. So uh, my name is Dave, this is my brother Ray, and uh, we are? Preachers from the Bleachers. That's right, and here we go again. Um, once again, just to let everybody know, we are on anchor.fm slash preachers from the bleachers. That's a podcast site, or you can find us on Spotify if you want to do that. Forward that around to anybody you think might be interested. Uh, please leave some suggestions about what you want to hear us talk about, or if you got questions or, uh, or challenges to the things we say, that's fine too. Leave that there. Be clean about it, so we'll leave it on there, and uh, we'll be happy to talk about it. So, <clears throat> I guess... Um, a little change to the format tonight, and we're going to bring Dave's dialogue up to the top. Um, I think I think we need to cover some stuff that uh, is is obviously in, in the main eye, and if I, I feel like if we don't say something about it, we're not we're not doing justice to to our show, uh, and not just you know confronting things that are uh, mainstream in society and stuff that's going on right now. Um, and we're talking about George Floyd, so. Um, it's kind of hard for me to talk about. I know it would be really hard for Ray to talk about. He may not talk much, and that's that's fine. We 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 uh, got some feelings about it, but um, what those police officers did was ridiculous. It was so far beyond wrong. Um, it was racist, and I hope that the guy that had his knee on his neck spends the rest of his life in prison. And I hope that it's not necessarily going to be a long life. I mean, that's a <laughs> terrible thing to say about another human being, but it was wrong in all kinds of ways. And there were three other men there that allowed him to sit there and do what he did without saying, hey, man, you might want to get off his neck. Not one of those guys took the initiative to say, hey, that's enough. And that is wrong. So I hope that they get whatever max that they can get as well. I give props to the mayor of the town, at least within that first 24 hours, because he fired those guys immediately. Mm. Didn't say, we're going through an investigation, do anything. He saw that video and said, you're mm. done. We don't want you here. You're not on our force. Um, those are my feelings on what happened there. Um, I support the protests going on. Um, I don't support the looting and the violence. Nobody should ever support that. But I, I understand the anger. Uh, I don't. I certainly don't support the white people out there handing bricks to people and <laughs> smashing of windows. I see a lot of white people out there walking with you in these protests, and and I want to say that's been going on since the '60s. You know, you know, a lot of people may not notice that, but white people marched in the '60s too. Mm, mm. They were there with Dr. King. Uh, this is not okay with us. This is not okay with us. You gotta say. You gotta say who us is. Us. This is not okay with white people. It's not. It's not all right with good non-racist white folks. But it's not enough to be non-racist at this point. I agree. You gotta be anti-racist. And um, let's just be real blunt with the few people that do watch this. There was no show last week because I wasn't able to do the show. I was ready to kill. And that's how I feel about racism. Uh, um, as a black man with black children, I don't, I don't, it ain't me. I don't, I don't fear for me. 
You know what I mean? I just, I don't. I mean, it's for me, it's all about my kids. I know this is, I mean, this could be an admission of guilt in whatever court of law. If who, whatever racist ever choke out my son, we ain't going to have to go to court. I mean, that's just personally how I feel. So, I mean, you know, this ain't something that's been happening for the last 50 years. This been going on since Europeans brought over Africans here. We have always been treated uh, extremely poorly, just to coin a phrase, just to, you know what I mean? But I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remain calm. That's why I say it, treated poorly. But the reality is poorly doesn't quite fit the emotion and the feeling that I have. I'm trying to stay calm. Right. But <clears throat> this always been going on. We just now have social media to show show people. I have bumped in to several white people and, and uh, people like yourself. I mean, there's white people that keep saying to me, hey, I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was this bad. I'm like, well, that's, that's the you, thing. Is it, well, we don't see this. And I, and, and I need you to understand it, that I spent a lot, I, I, honestly, I mean, I spent a lot of time around white people and, and, and these people aren't saying n-word this and n-word that and and ha black people it, it, it so i mean i'm glad that the phones are out there i'm glad that so we have social media and that people can see this and see this 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 stuff is going on but the people i am around constantly i mean don't see this ever they don't act like this so it's it's so a lot of people are, are seeing this stuff for the first time and they they they're, they're understanding so I'm smiling to to because it I, I'm furious. Yeah. So we've been lying all this damn time. It's nobody it saying you're lying. It took, that's saying, what it sounds like. But that's not we've been saying. black folk been saying this all the time. It took video for good white folk to realize we wasn't lying. This is this ain't new. This has been well, five hundred years of this. I, I don't I don't think people have been thinking you're lying, but when you see a video of something, it, it brings a whole different level of reality to something. And, and it brings that reality to your home and to your hearth. And 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 that is is when I mean, you know, when you hear about people dying in a war, you know, oh, that's too bad, you know, the blah blah. But then you see the video of people getting shot and blowing it, it, it brings a whole different reality to it. And that was part of the thing with the Vietnam War is that people saw that for the first time. And that's why they were more appalled by, you know, Vietnam than they were Korea or World War II or, you know, and, and, and the causes were different, too. But they saw a video of that stuff going on for the first time, and that changed America. And you're seeing a lot of video of this stuff now for the first time, and it is changing America. But, um, I, you know, I just, it's horrible. And... I hope those guys get everything coming to them. That's that's all I can say. Mm, that's a good thing it wasn't my kids, for my sake and his. Well, you know, I I sat here thinking today. You know, what if it's you and me out there, and and and, and there's four cops sitting there, and one of them's on your neck. I'm going to jail too. I'm not going to let him sit there on your neck. I'm I'm probably going to get tased or shot or something because <laughs> the- I'm going <laughs> after the guy on your neck. With that be with that being said, if somebody see me 
being choked out by a cop. Please stop the damn video and come help me. <laughs> Don't it shouldn't just be you, my brother, who love me to come. I like, come on, man. Even if I even even if I was wrong, I you don't deserve you supposed no, you to don't be, deserve that. You supposed to get a a trial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to arrest a person and then let them be judged by a judge and a jury. Not you he carried out a death sentence. So like I had my finger up like this while you were talking in the beginning, because it's only two things. You it's horrible, it's bad. We gotta stop saying words that that soften it. It's racism, and it was murder. Saying it was bad, saying it would let we. It is murder. We got. We have to get comfortable with hearing the uncomfortable truth. Now that now that white good white folks in America are seeing it, they also now got to get. That's why they rioting days. That's why white people out there riding for a black man that they don't know because they sick. Yeah. They sick, and some of it is. Some of it is for them personally is the same way that you say, well, we didn't see it. The pictures bring home, the videos bring it home even more. Yeah, Man, white people don't want to be, listen, uh, only racist. Non-racist people don't want to be associated with that. You no, know we I'm, don't. You Absolutely. <laughs> like, you you do not represent us. <laughs> you, the man who stood on his neck, you do not represent us. Yeah. White people. Be, they don't want to be I, I, and I don't want you representing us. And I don't want people associating me with that man. I mean, I know I'm a middle-aged white man. So I I am what people expect to be a racist. If they see me somewhere and whatever, you know, they can say, whatever. Middle-aged white man, there's, it's, there's all this anger against middle-aged white men for stuff that have gone on for hundreds of black, years. It's black the people staring at you differently right now? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> So, and I, man, I, it sucks. It just, just, there's no other way. It sucks in a hundred different ways for all of us. I seen and, a. I was on the mountain the other day trying to get my cardio in, and um, it's just this kid probably was somewhere between seventeen and nineteen, and he saw me and he just, hey, how you like he just wanted, <laughs> he he just wanted to say hi to a black guy to acknowledge like, hey, not me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, he, I felt, he felt like he had to speak to me to to let me know I ain't one of them. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I understand that. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, you have to look somebody in the eye and say hello or shake a hand or do something. Right. You know, one, one of the things I was saying to the Brotherhood the other day, they were asking me how to stop this. And, and honestly, I don't know. My best ideas are, you know, I, I put up that... Uh, one of my favorite quotes is the quote by Mark Twain about travel, that travel is absolutely fatal to bigotry, to prejudice. Uh, and, and, and I say that travel doesn't mean you have to leave the country. It doesn't have to mean you leave your state. It doesn't have to mean you leave your city. It doesn't have to mean you leave your building. Yeah. Travel somewhere means, you know, engage someone else who is not like you, who is right. not in your community who is doesn't worship as you do is not the same skin color is not speak the first you know language that you do right. uh, engage other cultures and um you know i i think that to to get around this you know and i i think i've seen this over the last many years is in you know last 15 or 20 years that you know a lot of this is happening i mean um 
I know a lot of people that are not originally from here. I have a lot of friends that are not originally from here, and I and I know that other people do as well. Um, but the thing I can say is is to every individual, be a difference in somebody else's life, and be a difference in somebody else's life that is not your culture, is not your race, is and and I don't mean you know say hello to them in the park. I mean be a part of their life. Make a friend. On a daily or weekly basis, or make somebody real, to call yeah, make a, or email. Make a real friend. You yes. know what I mean? You know me. I like when my uh, when I was married, and you know, the ex-wife is a school counselor, and they would have people come in. Um, it's not like a career day, but kind of like a career day. It was a development day. That's what they call it. Development day for the staff, and it could be anybody <clears throat> from any walk of life. And then you know, my kid go to a school, or at the time his school was you know, 95% white. You know what I mean? Like, most kids there didn't even know he was black. They thought he was, you know, from India or somewhere because he's biracial. So I suggested to, you know, to the ex-wife, to the wife at that time, hey, let's do Ask a Black Man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, because I've probably been every black man that you could be, you know, and I've been successful financially for a few years. I was... um, I grew up pouring in the projects. I was, you know, the N-word. I was the epitome of the N-word growing up. And then I'm somewhere, you know what I mean, got a college degree. You know what I mean? So I'm figuring, you know, you can ask this one black man about all the different black men (laughs) that are in America because I have probably been all of them at one point in time. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it it didn't go away. I couldn't even sell it to the wife. But it would have been a good thing for... Um, those teachers and the staff who didn't even know. I mean, like, I mean, they ain't got no black people in their school, but they were coming. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, everybody in that area, you know, made three, four hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, my son wouldn't go to school there if his mom wasn't at school counselor. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you see what I'm saying? Now, the funny thing to me about this whole George Floyd thing is it's a sports podcast, mostly, right? It's a sports podcast. Yeah, it's how we got here with a role player from a basketball team who just happened to be this dude's brother. The same way that you, my brother, they not real relations. They not really blood related, but that's the dude he considered his brother. That guy is the reason, you know, why the George Floyd thing blew up because he called on all his favorites, all, all his celebrity friends, all his basketball friends, and he said, "Hey, man, this." This can't go down because I find it strange. This is the part I don't have an issue with it taking place, but it could have took place like this last week with Ahmad. It could have took place like this with Breonna Taylor. It could have took place years ago with Emmett Till. Why? Why it took sports? Somebody in sports to stand up and say, "Somebody." Walk with me. This ain't right. And now we got riots. Well, see, just, see, that's that's interesting because I mean, I thought this was blowing up before I even heard that Stephen Jackson was his friend. So I, I, you know, the, the day after it happened, and there's video everywhere. I thought it was like blowing up then, and it was like two or three days later that I learned that Stephen Jackson was actually his friend. I was like, oh wow. The the while it was happening, because yeah. I follow Steve Steve. Uh, 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 Steven Jackson on Instagram. I follow his podcast, uh, all, uh, all, all that smoke. So I listen to him regularly. 
I, I see him on Instagram regularly. So the, it was probably within an hour uh, of people seeing it on the news. Within the next hour or so, Steven Jackson was on Instagram crying. And he kept saying, I'm not going to let it stand. I promise y'all I'm going to do everything I can for my brother. You know what I mean? So, so he, he literally, like he said, I mean, like, I mean, every, every Instagram post he made, probably still making, was about dude and how they, you know, that's my twin. People say we look like that's how they we did got look. It. That's one of they the do look alike. They, 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 do look, they do look alike. But it, it amazes me that, as Steven Jackson would say, People call him a real one. I don't know if you know what that means in the hood, because he called out all his hood people too. In in the hood, when we say you a real one, we just saying you know you one of them down ass brothers. You know what I mean? Like he keep it real. He always gonna tell you the truth. Always keep it one hundred, as we say. Ain't no fake in him. He gonna tell you the truth, whether you like it or whether you don't. You can you can love him or leave him, but you ain't gonna get nothing fake with him, right? And so he called out all them people. He, he you know, he said, "Hey, if you always say you you mess with me, you you either got it. You can't you can't hide on this one. You know what I mean? Like, and he was talking to some of some of these brothers that uh, not just not just the white brothers, but he was talking about some some of his black brothers that want to, you know, sometimes protect the paycheck. You know what I mean? He basically was just saying, "This ain't that time." And I'm saying to to you. I just think that's crazy in a way and amazing in a way that a guy that was, you know, back in his day, he would have been an N-word too. You know what I mean? He that's that's how he grew up, like I grew up, you know what I mean? So it's funny that whether he know it or not, he's the leader of a movement and he might be the face of this thing forever. Yeah. Now I don't know if he wants all that smoke. <clears throat> He literally, if that's what he so choose to do, could be that. I mean, he could be the um, the athletic version of Sean King. You know, who Sean King is right. Yeah. Yeah, you said that. Uh, yeah, Sean, about him. Sean King. Sean, hey, if somebody getting choked out in America, Sean King is on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. let me get these badge numbers. I know you guys know who they are. Right. Next yeah. thing you know, he giving you the phone numbers to the the to the DA's office and blowing up the office. He the one that got you know. Uh, the process started for Ahmad. The process started for Brianna. So, but Steven Jackson, but sports, but sports in a way, Dave has always really led the way in in racial relationships. I mean, yeah, we don't, you know, what I mean, like we we don't. Cool. Can you all? Can can you help me win? Right. I mean, let's. I mean, I don't. You think I care if my white running back is Christian McCaffrey or yeah. Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> no, can you help me win? Yeah. It, are there many white running backs? No, but we ain't gonna never say I don't want the white running back because yeah. white. No, we don't do that in sports. We say, give me the dude that can help me win. We don't give a damn what his color is, right? right? So sports is. Really I think it's that way. I think it's that way in the locker room too, is because you know guys don't care. They 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 want the guy in their locker room that's their teammate that's going into battle with them. You know, you get some obvious outliers like Richie Incognito, people like that. Um, but by and large, if you're in the locker room with a guy, you're going into the games with the guy. I mean, that's your brother. So, but especially in football, 
you put your hands in another man's life. Yeah, I mean, your life in another man's hands. Like at any point in time, them linemen could just fall down. If I don't really like this quarterback, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can fall down and, and I can get you seriously hurt. And <laughs> I don't care what your race is, whether you're a black quarterback or a white quarterback, you know, it, man, you ain't never heard a quarterback say too many bad things about an offensive lineman. When right. they say when they talk about how horrible offensive linemen are, they say we gotta play better. They never say the word offensive line need to need to protect me, but they'll never say that because no matter how bad your protection is, it could get worse. That's right. right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But we are as athletes or former athletes, people who played the game, I don't care even if it's on a pee-wee level, man, you don't care nothing about that. You don't care nothing about that. Man, the the, the purest thing, like I mean, as you like, you know, we coach sports. I, I don't know if I ever pointed this out to you. After the football game in Little League, after the uh, basketball, I don't see it too much in baseball, but after the basketball game and after football game, game recognized game. Best players always find a way to see each other, meet each other, and say, good game, dog. And they give yeah. you a hug. They don't care about your race. They respect your game. So sports has always kind of led the way when it comes to racial relationships because, I mean, you know, before when the game was segregated, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? Can you help me win, Jackie Robinson? Man, we don't care about none of that. What's the what's the dude that went over and put his arm around? Is that, man, I don't care about none of all this racial stuff that's going on in the world. This dude helped me win. <laughs> I mean, it's always, we always have room to improve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now they're... Um, you know, the NFL put that rule in, the Rooney rule, years ago about having... They've expanded that now. And now they expanded it because, yeah. guess what? They realized it wasn't working as good as it used to. They now improved on it. And now they're talking about improving on it on an executive level. Now you got to start... They haven't put this rule in yet, but now they're thinking about putting in the rule saying, hey, we need to... You know, take at this executive level, why why we don't have more black GMs or no black GMs or no minority GMs at all. So sports has always, always absolutely led the way when it came to race relations. So I don't even know why I'm so shocked. I'm just more shocked that it's Steven Jackson. Yeah. Right? Well you, he knew you that, think, so you, you think it's gonna be Grant Hill. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Well if if Grant Hill had been friends with George Floyd, he'd be the one on the spotlight right now. So probably be the one that, and it probably it's but an it unfortunate probably, circumstance. It's an unfortunate circumstance. They killed the wrong brother this time. This brother just happened to knew somebody that had a little, that had a, had somewhat of a platform. I mean, I, he used to be on TV. You know, having a podcast is not the same as being on TV. But he called all his friends. Yeah, he called all his friends. So let's talk about that then. Let's talk about how it's going to affect sports. You, you want to talk about Drew Brees and uh, Malcolm Jenkins? I don't, I don't, I don't even know what did Michael Jenkins say. I know what Drew tell tell the people that's listening what Drew Brees said. Well, Drew Brees said something to the effect of, "I'm, I'm never going to be okay with disrespecting the flag." Mm. So, and and Malcolm Jenkins took that offensively and and said, "You know, man, I'm disappointed, Drew. Man, I, I something like I thought you were my brother, and I'm really disappointed in you. And I just, I can't even. Sometimes you need to shut the f up." So that's what he said to Drew Brees. Um, so, and, and this went back and forth on Twitter. So, uh, that's a situation right now that might be an issue in the New Orleans locker room. I don't know. Um, it's even bigger than that. 
Yeah. Michael Thomas. Yeah, that's called true. Out, called out the guy to catch your ball. Oh, I, I didn't ever hear Michael Thomas say something. Uh, Michael Thomas came out with the same, you know, I mean, he was a he didn't say shut the F up, but he was pretty PO. You know, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact words, but again, what I say earlier, we're gonna have to be comfortable well, with, it, with with having uncomfortable conversations. Michael Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are gonna have to have that conversation. Absolutely. But let, 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 let me talk to you about that because that's that's one of the things that I want to talk about is that it is an uncomfortable conversation, but one of the biggest reasons that white people don't want to have that conversation is because it's a lose-lose situation for them. They can't have an opinion other than the one with the same as the other person that they're ta talking to or they're labeled a racist. You can't say something different, mm. even if it's not racist. Or, Drew Brees, or, I agree with you. So Drew I'm, Brees, I'm, I'm by, going to agree with you. Drew Brees will never be be a racist. But it's not, too late. He already is. He's already no. labeled. No, they haven't said that. But it's no. going to be everybody. They haven't by, said it. By if, by it was any, if it was any other white guy, they but, would have already said it. The reason why is Drew is. Brees has put his money and his time. That's right. Especially in the city of New Orleans, just him and his wife just donated five million dollars to right. COVID relief feeding people in New Orleans. When the city went through Katrina, man, not in New, maybe somebody in New England, maybe somebody in New York, maybe somebody in California, but nobody in New Orleans and nobody who knows Drew Brees is going to call him a racist. But, but, had, okay. Drew, but, but had Drew Brees had never done none of these things, you're damn right he'd be a racist today. But, but most white men don't have $5 million to give to the city of New Orleans. So if they have the same opinion that Drew Brees does, now they're racist because they haven't given $5 yeah. million. Yes. And that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Why can't you say, look, you know what? I don't agree with your opinion, but I still love you. You're my brother. Sure. But, that, but that you're not a racist just because you, you have that opinion about the flag. Racist, if you so watch, he's, he's so if you're white and you don't have, and all you got is this, we ain't trying to hear that shit. We ain't trying to hear it. Show me, show me who, tell me, do you, how many black people you know? How many black people that you cool with? You just said earlier about making a friend, get into, you know what I mean? Like really make a friend, really get to know somebody, yes. travel outside, right? If you ain't done that and you talking about back, but black what relations. what if you have done that? If, if what you, if you do have black if friends? You what if you raise it? It's if like family. You, I just You're said that. I just know you not. I promise you, Drew Brees will not be considered okay. a racist. Let's I take him out of the equation. Let's talk about <laughs> you because you're about the guy that ain't done nothing, right? Let's talk. Let's talk no, about, I'm not talking about the guy who ain't done nothing. I'm talking about the guy who hasn't given five million dollars to the city of New Orleans. But say, say I, I if I held that opinion about the flag, if I held the opinion like well, you should kneel during, that doesn't mean I don't support the, the the protest. That doesn't mean I don't think that cop was a racist. You gotta take yourself out of the equation. But because only because you know me. Because that's right. But you can call. You can man. If a black dude got in your face and said, "Hey man, you ain't nothing," blah blah blah. You can pick up that phone and say, "Talk to my brother." But I, why should I have to? 
just because I have a different opinion. I didn't say something racist. Let me tell you why. Let me and I might be at that. I might be at that protest with you, and still disagree with the the, the flag thing. But automatically, I'm a racist. See, it's a no win situation. Talking about the flag. So go. On, I mean, like you either got to get specific. Okay, kneeling during during the the, the is has nothing to do with the flag. Well, that no, no, that that's some. You don't see it that way, but many other people do. So what that's I'm saying fault. is, that's their fault. That's your fault too. No, it's, how it's, in the hell? It's, it's their fault. Stop, stop. All those people do not have all the damn information. A his buddy who was in the military because he wanted to sit down on the bench. The first time he did it, he sat on the bench. His buddy who was in the military, I believe it was a Green Beret, said, don't, do not sit on the bench. That is disrespectful. If somebody is hurt or down in the field, like in the military, and they take, we take a knee to show respect. That's what he was told by a dude in the military. That's why he took the knee. Okay. And he took the knee because of stuff like this with George Floyd. I understand. If we had listened for, if if white America had listened four years ago, we not here with George Floyd and riots. That's the problem. So you can't change the definition of what he was doing and why he was doing it because you want to uphold the flag and a racist anthem. But that's not what you're doing. That's what... You're doing that's, it now, dude. That is the way you see that. that You're doing it now. Is. You're saying that's not what he was doing. But I'm that's saying exactly that's what not what did. it means to him, right? It's not what it means to him. It does not have to be the same thing meaning to you as to someone else when you're taking the flag. I'm okay with the kneeling, but other people If he not. tells you I'm taking a knee because of this reason and you choose to change the reason, that's on you. That's what they believe. I'm telling you. This, see, that's what I'm saying. There's a no-win situation. You got that right. You listen. Th that's what I'm saying. So why should white people you tell said me? it because it's very simple. You're still changing the reason. I'm not changing the reason. I'm saying your reason may be different than someone else's. I'm not changing it at all. But why can't you say, okay, you have a different opinion on this or that? Nobody's coming at you saying the N-word. Nobody's coming at you saying, and they might be at the protest with you saying this is wrong, this is racist, but still might feel, look, I, I don't think you should kneel during the flag ceremony or, or during the national anthem. Experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, so we took a little break. To get, get your emotions in check. Well, All that yelling and stuff you be doing. Me, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's, let's talk about some sports. Let's talk about some of the playoffs and stuff that's going to be happening. Uh, NHL has announced that they're going to do a 2014 playoff in two cities. Mm. Uh, and uh, they're going to do a round-robin tournament for the top four teams in each conference. So four from the east and four from the west they are going to do a round-robin to determine their seeding. And then the other six teams are, uh, 16 teams are going to be seeded, I guess, and do a best-of-five series, and then they'll move on to play those other eight teams. So I think that's kind of cool. That's a unique way of doing it. What's the two cities? Uh, they haven't decided yet. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> I'm uh, just trying to see what's good for my city. I'm right, know, yeah. Las Vegas opens up at midnight. When I'm done with this, I'm going to go to the gym at 12.01. Casinos open. I'm going to be in there, and I'm going to get me a margarita. 
two dollars. Best the best margarita man, best margarita. Hey, ask Neil Hall. Ask his wife. They came <laughs> out. They'll tell you them two dollar margaritas was hitting. Right on. Well, I, I I dig that I dig that playoff system. You know what? I I wouldn't mind seeing that like every year. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big NHL fan. I'll go to some games every once in a while, but I would watch that. I think that's kind of cool. It's weird you say you're not a big NHL fan, right? Because I don't even know what the hell I'd be watching, but I watch playoff hockey. It's something about knowing that they have something on the line. Yeah. You know, every time I watch playoff hockey, I just get right next to one of them cats that look like they from Wayne's World, and I just sit <laughs> I just sit next to them and be asking a bunch of questions. Right, what happened right there? I mean, obviously I can see the skill. You know what I mean? I can see you. You know, dip, dive, spin around, and do a little slap shot. You know what I mean? I can see a goalie make a great save. But uh, sometimes I, I mean, I, I kind of only know what icing is only because I played a little hockey on a video game, which yeah. for some strange reason, don't know why I was playing hockey on a video game, but it was quite fun, right? Yeah. And I, you know what I mean, but it's I always fun know, when you're involved. Yeah, I don't know all the rules. I do like the fast action and all of that, but it's something about just knowing that you can go home. It's my favorite thing about playoff sports and reality yeah. TV. Somebody going home today. That's right. That's that's <laughs> why people love the NCAA tournament. That's why people, you know, some some sports they don't watch until the playoffs come, and then they watch the baseball playoffs or NBA playoffs or whatever it is. That's why, because it's it's time to go home. But that's why I like. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm a much bigger fan of Olympic hockey than I am NHL hockey. No fights. There's well, it's cleaner. Yeah. It is, and, it, and it, people are the, the players are more respectful of each other. And they actually play. They want to play hockey and win, and, and they do that in the NHL too. There's just there's there's no fighting. There's, there's no, no respect. fighting in the playoffs either. And it's cleaner. Yeah, they don't fight in the NHL playoffs. They very, I mean, very seldom do a punch get thrown because yeah. these games matter more. Yeah, you don't want to. You, know, you don't want to fight. I mean, fighting is almost out of the game. They very. I mean, used to be it, a time. I think we talked about this before. We did. It used to be a time where you you know you hired a dude to whip ass. Now yeah. they don't they don't have goons no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rarely do a team has a goon. So, but the NHL said that if they do this playoff, and I, I like I said, I like that that format, that they're going to have aggressive COVID nineteen testing. <laughs> I I don't know what that means. <laughs> aggressive testing. So it sounds like uh, you're going to get tested at least twice. I, well, you know, twice per week, twice, you know, once before every game. How are they going to do it? I, I don't so, know. So, I mean, the NBA got the same problem. They just decided yeah. today that they're going to have the 22 teams, right? I'm happy to say my Bulls will not be one of them. We do not yeah. deserve to be in the playoffs. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I like it. So, basically, ultimately, you're saying, you know, we're going to have a seating to get in. The four at the bottom got to play to get in. The four at the top got to play for seating. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know about every year, but I, 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 I'm trying to process it right now and be like, do I like it or don't I like it? I mean, anything to add excitement. I definitely, I mean, if it works this year, they definitely should consider doing it next year. If it yeah. is ratings, if it brings, I'm definitely going to, you know, probably watch four or five more hockey games because somebody going home. And yeah. I enjoy I, I mean, like, I ain't nothing like watching the losers, man. Everybody know. I, I mean, like, I don't know if this is a coaching thing from coaching, but uh, everybody watched this, the celebration. Yeah. Yay, 
we won. It was like I watch the losers. I always watch the <laughs> and see how people act in defeat. Uh, it'll tell you a lot about about that person, that individual, that group, that team, whatever it is. I, you know, how do they act? You know what I mean? Like maybe that's going back to some last dance. Yeah, Pistons. Yeah, you know I mean, it tells you a lot about who you are. You know what I mean? So if you get whooped and you walk off like this, you know, I think a little less of you. You know what I mean? But if you walk off with your head held high, I, I feel like maybe you tried your best. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know what I mean? Ultimately, I got to meet a few hockey players when I was in Dallas, man. They seem, all them cats seem to be real cool people. And they all, everyone I met was, they were down to earth dudes. They wasn't, you know, they wasn't quarterbacks. They wasn't wide receivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were just, they seem to be regular people who just happen to make a lot of money at playing sports. Right. You know what I mean? Cool. So, so we'll talk about the NBA playoffs then. So they decided today to go to a 22 game or 22 team playoff. And I guess that the last four teams are going to play off, uh, like, a, like a playing game to get in. Same, same as the NHL. They just not going to do the seeding at the top. Well, the, no, and it's not. It's not a round robin though. The bottom teams got to play to get in. Yeah, but they play one game, right? Not a series. I'm not sure if it's one game or three games. I didn't. I mean, like I say, this just happened about an hour or so ago. So. So I think I think they said what they're going to do is that everybody plays eight games, like the. It's like an eight-game warm-up. So everybody's playing eight games. I don't think the seeding changes. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't think so. Uh, I think they're going to freeze the the records for your. Uh, draft spot. You mean like like right now? Yeah. So wherever you at right now? That's I what think. your well that we might we might have to go visit some um some of the past podcasts. It was a smart black guy that says something about right. whatever your seat is right now is what you are right. I don't did, know who the Do we have a guest on the show? I, no, no, when no, do we have a guest on the no, show? No, the show twenty is when the guest show twenty five when the guest. It was a smart, intelligent black guy. I don't know who I, it was, but I don't disagree with that. I, I mean, deserve I deserve an NBA office job. I'm just saying. Sure, we'll 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 call uh, we'll call uh, Adam Silver for you. So, um, so I I think that the last four teams just play one game. It's like the 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 first four in the NCAA kind of thing. So I guess the other guys aren't going to play at all. But and they, they're talking about having this in Orlando, and I'm like, why would you do this in Orlando and not in Las Vegas? Las Vegas has the Max Center, they got T-Mobile Arena, they got the Orleans, which you know when when I was there one time in uh, March, they I got forgot about the Orleans. I forgot they've got several different locations where they've had they had. Uh, conference tournaments going on in Vegas at the same time. Three different conferences were having... Absolute, man, you absolutely correct. You hit the nail on the head, bro. I forgot that about the New Orleans, but you got... You talking about Cox. You have Cox in the New Orleans and the MGM State. I forgot what they call it, but the Aces yeah. play there. The girls' basketball WNBA team plays there. And then, uh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm well, sure... You got four venues that can be going at all times. And you you can literally... Sequestered them at the New Orleans. Sequestered them at the yes. MGM. Sequestered them at. You see what I'm saying? They don't have to leave. But well, maybe they, they just maybe they, they just want to. The only reason I could think of is, I got 
you know, four teams in four different spots as opposed to now these people have to travel outside their hotel to come over to this hotel as opposed to all y'all in one hotel, all y'all playing one arena. We just going to play games all day like summer league. You see what I'm yeah, saying? That's, that's what they're going to do. Actually. It's just yeah. more, con- it's, it's a more controlled testing environment, if you will. But they, but they said nobody plays back to backs. So there's, you're not going to, if you play on a Monday, you're not going to play on a Tuesday. You might play on a Wednesday, but you're not playing. So you, nobody's playing back to back. So they got to work that out. Like, cause some teams on Monday might need to play a team that plays on a Tuesday and then they can't play it on Wednesday because the guy played on Tuesday. And then, you know, that's a whole thing, but you know, the hotel thing, it's like, you, you know, even if you go from one to the other, it's like a five minute bus ride anywhere you go. I mean, Orlando so, got plenty of hotels though. They do, but they only got one arena. They might have another one here or there, but nothing on the they scale. Got, of- I mean, again, you're, there's no fans, so all you need is 94 feet. You know what I mean? So, well, so they can play in a high school gym is what you're saying. But, mm, but I'd, I'd much UCF. rather... UCF is in Orlando. They can play true. there. So, but, and, and this goes back to me talking a few weeks ago about, you know, the values of the, the teams and stuff like that. It just, like... Orlando is one of the lowest value teams. They've got the least support of almost anyone in the league. Why would you reward that by having this great tournament there? Well, that's why they reward them. Not it's not so much a reward; it's it's a stimulus. I guess. <laughs> I just, not only, but not only for the Orlando Magic. You know what I mean? But I mean, I don't know how how would even be how it would be a stimulus for Orlando. There's no fans, so there's no popcorns and soda being sold. But Definitely for the city, you know. What I mean, definitely for the hotels, you know. What I mean, yeah. um, I don't. Sh- I'm not sure if they're gonna make play. Like this is the part that confuses me. Whether it's the NHL or the NBA, how are you gonna tell a grown ass man he can't go outside? Well, you can't, and we found I mean, that out. Just, first of all, are they bringing families? Yeah, I I think they're not supposed to. I think they want to keep everybody sequestered, kind of See, for the, for the part, length of this. That part, for sure, I heard LeBron say he wasn't going to like that part. He didn't say he wasn't going to go, but he voiced his opinion in a negative, just a teeny bit, saying, I don't know about all that, me being away from my family longer than I have to be. Because we're talking about the rest of the season and the playoffs, are we not? Maybe, yeah, six to eight weeks, I would think. Maybe three months. Well, if they're doing it in this point. that's supposed to end October twelfth, I think. I think they right. scheduled the playoffs for October. But when? But when would it start? So that's the end of it's October twelfth. Like now, it it's, I'm thinking it's going to start in another two week, two three weeks. I so, can't. I, I can't see it going four months. But I I don't know. I don't know when they plan to start. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the case might be, if enough of them dudes, you know, they're basically run the league, LeBron. Uh, Steph Curry, because he's healthy now, right? So he playing. Wait a minute. Is he not in the... Ain't in, huh? Golden State ain't in the playoffs. <laughs> I said I said Steph Curry like the Warriors oh, was yeah, in. Not. I, yeah, they're they not going to be in. But ultimately, it don't matter who I'm talking about. Giannis, LeBron, anybody with a big name, James Hart. Them cats, if them cats buck hard enough and say, no, 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 I'm not going to be sequestered, or if they say, hey, I want to bring my family. Now, how are you going to tell your son, uh, yeah, we in Disney World, but you can't go? That ain't happening, bro. Yeah, I, I don't even know if Disney – is Disney World open? It might be open for the NBA. <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, what's not? That's what I'm saying. At this point, everything is open. It's just open, you know, to half capacity. Right. I mean, see what I'm saying? If Disney World and Universal Studios and all that stuff is not open, there's what's the point of being in Orlando? So, uh, as a family, I mean, not not for the basketball, just in general. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not just gonna go to Orlando. We are never gonna get no fans in Orlando, boy. You just be beating up Orlando left and right. I just Orlando's a nice enough town, man. D- Disney World's cool. I I went there way before it was Epcot Center, and that, so that was a long time ago, into the seventies. Ain't never but, ever. Well, it's it's like a different world now. I mean, before Epcot, it was it was kind of like Disneyland in in California. So uh, it's it was smaller, but uh, you know, I was like nine or ten last time I went there. But yeah, yeah it's cool. But uh, I just I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of Orlando as a if, you, if you're gonna move if you're gonna move. You just a team, hate Orlando, bro. I don't I don't hate Orlando. There's no reason I should hate Orlando. It's just it's just. As far as the values of teams and the support they get from their community, Orlando's the low man on the totem pole. If you're going to move somebody to Seattle, it should be Orlando. So, uh, yeah, I mean, anyway. Can't argue that one. Right. <laughs> like, I really want to be like, no, not Orlando, move. Yeah, it's Orlando. There's no other body to move. Right. All right. So uh, MLB is, is uh, trying to work out with players what they're going to do for their season. The players today are said that, hey, here's a 114-game schedule we want to play. And the league said, no, we're not going to do that. So uh, they about the 50 game, too. The 50 game, I also heard 82. So I, I don't game. know. 80 would – 50 would be so exciting. Like – Because it's win now or – Yeah. Who won last year? I forgot. It escapes my mind right now. Right, but so. they started slow. They yeah. were like they were like twenty and thirty after fifty games. There's been a lot <laughs> of teams that have done that over the years. Like Boston. Can't the team start, done ain't that. no start slow now, right? Like yeah. every game is vital. It'd be like a college football season. Yeah. Fifty games. It's gonna be Come fast on. and furious. Fifty games. Yeah. You can almost roll out a three man rotation. Why you don't need just let's go win them. And then what as soon as you let's say you jump out real fast and you hit 30. Oh, pfft, I'm already if I hit 30, let's say I'm 30 and 10. There's 10 games to go. I'm not playing. I'm not playing because now I'm trying to set my rotation up for the for the rest of the playoffs. You said I don't know. 50, 50, they can't catch you at 30 and 10. Well, uh, let me rephrase. There's gonna be several other teams that might be up yeah, there. I was just gonna say. Depends on how far they bunched up. Yeah. I need a 50-game season because I think my White Sox going to do it, bro. I think we about to be the surprise team of the MLB. I got us winning the Central. I got us in the World Series. Okay, I got us in the AL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I had to pull back, man. My fandom, my fandom jumped out. I, but I do have us in the American League Championship game. Okay. All right, I'm writing that down on we with have, fake It's just a it's a combination of we have young veterans and then we got some young cats coming up. Uh it just, it looks good for us, man. It, we have a two maybe a three year window where we could do some damage. We probably still need one more starter, 
But I think, you know what I mean, that's the beauty of baseball, right? When you play 162 games, you can always go find another starter if your team look like they need one. But with a 50 game or 80 game, yeah, I don't know how how often somebody going to be willing to trade you somebody because, as you said, you're never really out of it. Yeah. I mean, from from the get-go, everybody's in. I mean, everybody's got a chance. Unless you just lose the first 40. So I mean, you know, you know, teams have had like fifteen and twenty game win streaks, man. So if you have a fifteen and twenty game win streak, man, you you can almost guarantee. I, I, I hate to say that, but you, you got a really good shot. If you win, let's say if you go fifteen and five, that probably won't be good enough. But if you go twenty five and ten, you can probably yeah, I'm in these playoffs, but I might be the last seed, so yeah. I still got to play. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. I think 114 is crazy. And, and they're going to have to figure out what to do about money. Union is the strongest union in yeah. all of America. Yeah. They ain't giving back no money. Yeah. We, we, this ain't even a discussion. This ain't even one of those things that we debate on sports radio. Baseball players ain't giving up their cash. No. They ain't giving it up. So we'll see how that's going to go. Um, all right, let's move to the offseason. I got stuff here. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was funny. The Kentucky cheerleaders. And so, big so, Blue Nation. Big Blue Nation. <laughs> so they got in trouble because of some shenanigans going on, and they fired all the coaches and whatever else. Uh, so 800 former cheerleaders came out in support of the coaches. 800. That's a lot of pom-poms. So let me ask you this. With all the stuff that, that Calipari had going on, if all his former players came out and supported him, you think they hire him back? You think, I mean, does that make a difference that 800 cheerleaders came out and said, oh, we support you, coach? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two things pops in my head when you say that, right? Uh-huh. First thing it is, the cheerleading coach ain't coming back because it's still cheerleading, right? Yes. But if they really wanted their cheerleading coach to come back, you don't never let them get to the fire point. Even if it was Calipari, it could be Coach K, it could be whatever, it could be Suspending. John Wooden. Once you fire, you're fired. They're not bringing you back. <laughs> that's a done well, deal. But if if the if the smoke is circling, that's the time you come out and support. So if Calipari, if they all of a sudden said it was some smoke going on, you know, usually when there's smoke, there's fire. But yeah. players would come to the rescue then. They wouldn't wait till the dude get fired. But this yeah. is the problem with cheerleading. They're still trying to figure out how to be mainstream. When you mainstream, you know, oh, man, they about to fire my coach. Let me go holler at these people. They, they get on ESPN, man. I've I, seen the cheerleading competitions. Where, in, where were they at? Cheerleading competitions? Was in Las Vegas. Orlando. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Las Vegas. No, I, well, I, no, I remember. That was a TV show. I was watching the TV show Las Vegas. And they had a, a, a oh. competition with the cheerleaders in Las Vegas. My bad. I, they might hold them in different places. I know I saw one a long time ago in Orlando. So, but uh, anyway, so 800 of those former cheerleaders came out. I, you know what? My thinking is this. If there's 800 former cheerleaders, surely one of those is qualified to coach this team now. Facts. So you got 800. That's, probably the, other, that's probably the other thing, Dave. I mean, this, it's qualified coaches all over the world, no matter what sport you you coaching, right? You just right. got to be able to find the right one, right? right? Kentucky made that mistake. We, you know what I mean? We hired the guy from A&M. What's his name? 
I can't think of his name. He damn near ruined Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't he, think of his name. He, he, we hired dude, but there's always I mean, there are some really super great coaches, especially in basketball on a mid-major level, that has a real clue. The thing with coaching a, a big-time program has nothing to do with the X's and O's. It's about, you know, dealing with the boosters. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you're recruiting a different kid. You know what I mean? You're recruiting right now. Remember Coach K wouldn't mess with the, the one and duns. Yeah. He realized. And mm, that's all he about, does. Yeah. Well, after about not two all. years, yeah. he realized, you know what? I ain't, I'm, I'm not going to let this pass me by. There was a time where you didn't recruit black people at Kentucky either. We were the last school to ever go out and officially recruit a black guy. And you know what happened? You seen the movie. You we got lost by YouTube. You lose. Once you lose to the black guys, he's like, you know what? I might need a couple of them on my team. <laughs> so it's that's the only difference in a mid-major and a D1 is the type of athlete that you're dealing with. Your budget is different and you're dealing with big time boosters. You're dealing with millionaires that you didn't even you didn't even know it was that many Kentuckys and millionaires in the state of Kentucky that support Kentucky Big Blue Nation. You well, know what I mean? You know what? Uh, from now on, I am a big Blue Nation cheerleading fan. Oh, there I'm gonna, it is. I'm, I'm going to watch Kentucky cheerleaders. I'm going to get you a skirt and everything. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, SEC is going to allow athletes to use facilities on June 8th. So uh, that's going to be starting up soon. We'll see how that goes. Because I, you know. That's the SEC for you, right? This yeah. ain't got nothing to do with nothing. This ain't. This ain't about Kentucky Blue Nation basketball. This is about Alabama football. This is about yeah. Auburn football. Hey, man, we need our kids to get in this facility and get this work. <laughs> like, because they're right. about, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, Dave. It's so a lot of money. There's just going to be tons of regulations to follow to do that kind of stuff. And if, uh, what we were talking about a few weeks ago was the, you know, NBA was going to try to do that and give like one hour shifts to, players to come into the gym and shoot around and stuff. And that's just the coaches probably wanting to check on their fitness levels and that kind of stuff and run through a few drills with them, keep them fresh, and then expect them to do a lot more on their own. So I imagine it's going to kind of be something like that. Coaches want to see these guys working out, make sure they're sticking to their fitness. You have to do that anyway now in college, yeah. right? So yeah. that's the whole reason why it's so hard to bring in a freshman into your program and then, you know, have them set up for success because – Juniors and seniors and, and even some of your seasoned sophomores really help the freshmen along because you only get to spend so many hours with these players under the current NCAA rules. So you need people that's already there to show the freshmen, okay, when you go to class, nobody's going to tell you, hey, Jimmy, let's go get these, these workouts. You just got to know this is the time to go get your workout in, and yeah. there's not going to be – Nobody there. There's not going to be a nobody from the coaching staff is going to be there. It might be some players when you get there, but that's why there's most successful programs when you build in a program. You need these these people that's already done it for a year or two that can help the freshmen. The only thing that helps basketball players is they actually in football you you absolutely have to have them because you come straight into school like you really start football before you even start class. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. But in basketball, you have like at least a semester or almost a full semester to at least get acclimated to going, find, knowing where your classrooms are at, knowing where your dorm is at, knowing where the church. Yeah. So 
you you can get acclimated to the normal people stuff before you you know get really deep into the, the to the basketball stuff. I gotta assume that big time programs also have people that help the athletes with that. Like they got a trainer, or they got some kind of intern, or they got a, you know or whatever that's showing her this is where you go this is actually it's just a player who ain't good enough to get a scholarship absolutely something like that so uh looking forward to see how that's going to go as well there's a lot to look forward to nothing to actually see now but lots to look forward to it's coming it's coming so we thought we'd talk about uh next in the off season the way off season Like these players are retired or long gone, or some of the all-time biggest jerks in sports. So, who you got on the list? Who you got on your list? Baseball is Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, um, number one. So, if I had to pick one from esports, I'd say Ty Cobb, biggest jerk. I mean, I mean, he was a racist. That's all you had to say. During the current climate that we're talking about with George Floyd and all these things is going on, yeah. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb is the guy. Just. Just the I think biggest he, today, player. I think he would have been kicked out of baseball. I think he probably well, he'd just been different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd still been a racist, he just wouldn't yeah. been the, the racist that he was. He wouldn't be so doggone overt about who he was, right? Okay. And for people yeah. that don't know who Ty Cobb is, we're not really that old, we just read, we just read a lot. Uh, <laughs> but Ty they, Cobb, they made, a, they made a movie about him, starring they made a movie. Jones. yeah, yeah. like you that. ain't got to read the book, you can go see the movie, right? right uh, yeah. Ty Cobb, let me see. Football man, probably, probably Bill Romanowski, but I'm I'm gonna go yeah, with uh. That's who I got. I ain't gonna go with Bill Romanowski though. I'll let you speak to it. I'm gonna go with Brian Cox because he played for the Bears for a little bit, but he was like a lovable asshole. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know he was that bad of a guy. So it's just, you know what I mean, he just it, not, see that's what I'm saying. And when I, when I say he was a jerk, but he was more like a jerk to everybody but his teammates. You know. You know, flipping off the referee, you know, getting on the other team. That's cool. That's a cool. I mean, that's a lovable jerk because he on your team. But you don't, you don't, if you're on the other team, you didn't like Brian Cox. But I like Brian Cox. And then I like, you know, just to be, you know, this totally off subject but on subject. The man was coaching. I don't know if he's still coaching, but he was on the sideline smoking a cigar while he's coaching in the NFL. <laughs> so, so I kind <laughs> like, I got love for Brian Cox. Ultimately, I just like Brian Cox, but he was more of a lovable jerk. Um, basketball, why are we talking about lovable jerks? It's got to be Charles Barkley, right? Charles Barkley is a little bit jerk. He threw people through window panes. <laughs> you know I don't think he meant to do that, man. But yeah, I don't know. He said on TNT, he said, look, if you if you come up to me talking smack, you know, Charles got that messed up voice, you know what I mean? Big old Southern boy. But he said, if you come up talking to trash to me and you hit me or spit on me or anything, this I'm gonna make you rich because I'm gonna I'm gonna knock your butt out. Well, I, I think he, he meant to hit him. I don't think he meant to send him. Oh, him. I don't think he meant to well, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. So, stuff happens. Uh what's what sport I left out? Uh basketball. Oh no, you hit basketball. Lots. I got so, the three major so sports. Baseball, I mean, you know, I don't know no jerks right. in soccer or hockey, as I told you earlier. Most of the hockey players I met were cool. Uh, who's the guy in soccer that like bit somebody? I think he was played for Argentina. Sanchez it was his last. I think Sanchez was his last name. Man, I can't think of his name. He bit somebody in the World Cup. <laughs> no soccer. Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, that's well, you know what? We, since we talk about biting, it makes me think of Mike Tyson. You know, Floyd Mayweather got to be the biggest jerk in boxing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Even though I like Money May, that's my boy. Hey, Mayweather, if you're watching, I'm coming by the house next week. Me and my son. My son is coming down. We're going to come through. We're going to come is through. He, is he here in Dallas? Oh, you know, he's in Vegas. Yeah. You're, taking, you're taking it back. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, Conor McGregor, obviously, is the biggest jerk in the oh. UFC. Oh, that ain't even close. <laughs> so, but I had, to, I, I had Ty Cobb as well, but I also had Barry Bonds. So, and he was just, he was a big jerk to, to the media. I got a, I got a Barry Bonds jerk story for you. Tell me, tell me. I don't know where I heard this story. I'm sure I've seen it on one of the sports shows or something. But Barry Bonds came out of the, you know what I mean? First of all, Barry Bonds had a uh, a recliner in the locker room. <laughs> right? He had a recliner. Think about that day. Everybody else sitting on you know, a little bench, a little chair, or whatever it is. He had a recliner. <laughs> like, right? But he came out, came out for warm-ups, and he was late. Everybody was out there stretching, and Barry Bonds went by, and, you know, he would he kind of put hands on, he, you know, went by and touched the player here, touched the player there, right? And um, it was like, what's wrong with you, Barry? You all right? He was like, it's my birthday today. I'm giving y'all a little gift of me. <laughs> wow. I like it, though. Yeah. I like it. I'm not, <laughs> hey, man, look. Hey, when you do what Barry Bonds do, I don't care what y'all say about steroids, whatever it was. The man was great before he, he was. Clear, he was clear in the cream, right? So he was, he was a jerk before that too. The, the reality is, <laughs> the reality is, I wish Barry Bonds would touch me. Maybe I would have hit a home run. You know what yeah. I mean? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, Barry, Barry was a jerk, man. I, I mean, but I mean, for me, he was a lovable jerk. I mean, it ain't talking trash, Dave. Unless you back it up. Huh? The the media didn't find him lovable at all. <laughs> he was not lovable to the media. Maybe I, to teammates, but not I, to them. I, I don't even know for teammates. Him and uh, what's the dude? That, I think the dude played third. Bobby Vanilla? No, 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 no. This was uh, I was trying to say Will Clark, but it wasn't Will Clark. I can't think of the dude's name. They got into it all the time on the Giants. Cannot think his name. Kent? Is it Kent something? Well, first name, last night, can't think his name right now. Can't but remember. they say they got into it all the time. And, and what, Kent Herbeck? No, 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 no. I think he had a brief... Herbie story. Kent, wasn't Herbie Kent? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, I mean, I, Barry Bonds is so, a jerk, for sure. For sure, to, Barry Bonds. Moving to football, I had Bill Romanowski. But I also had Richie Incognito. So, just not Bill, a very... Bill, Bill is much bigger. It's a, I mean... It's one thing to be a jerk to the other team, to be a, a jerk to your own teammates. Man, he spit on I, I, people. I don't know. Bill Romanowski spit on people. Right. If you put some breath water on me, brother, I'm going to have to put them hands on you, man. You could talk trash all you want. You know what I mean? You could bully. Like, to me, the whole Richie Incognito, oh, he bullied me. I didn't, I didn't like the other guy. I ain't got no, I ain't got no, no dislike for Richie Incognito at all. It's football. Well, it's football. Fo football is and, one thing, but, but he was using racial epithets. Dave, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, I know. Right? Can you play or can you not play? Like so, I again. Earlier, I was heated because I feel like people don't know all the story. You don't know all the research, and that's why some. Coaches got fired with the Dolphins too. Remember, they yeah. were they were kind of pushing him to do it, right? 
And in some some places in the locker room, there are some white men that can say the N-word to the brothers. You know what I mean? It takes a lot to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Jason Williams, white chocolate. <laughs> anyway, if there if there's he one probably, brother, he probably got one, called the N word all the time. If there was if there was one brother you can't say it to, then you shouldn't say it to any of them. If they're in the same locker room, I'm just I, I I don't support the word all, in, in any way, shape, or form. All the brothers, because there are gonna be some brothers that they ain't gonna never want to hear that from black people or white people, right? Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying that all of Richie Incognito's bullying and all of that, it, all his his jerk level came from a place of I want to win. He was trying to make dude better, and then we know dude is. I mean, ultimately, when it all shake out, dude is soft. I had to call. I ain't calling my mama, and if I do call my mama, I damn sure ain't gonna tell people that a grown man had to call his mama because he felt like he's getting bullied by another man. You would have got more respect from Richie Cognito and the rest of the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen, if you would have punched Richie in his doggone face. You might lose that fight, but you would have earned some hard-earned respect. Dude right. was soft. I, I still think Richie was a jerk, but okay. Roman spit and I'm taking my boy Brian Cox off the list. It's Romanowski, okay, the biggest jerk to ever play football. All right, so NBA, I got three in the NBA. One of them is Bill Lambeer. I like Bill Lambeer. I, well, he was a he was I a bruiser man. Respect him. I don't know you if I like respect him. him, but he was kind of a jerk. <laughs> then Danny Ainge. What the heck, little Danny do? Oh man, you don't remember what? Yeah, he was taking the ball out one time and he threw it like at somebody like Name about. You. Five ten feet away and nailed him in the face. Name your third. David, uh, the third one. You know who the third one is? No. <laughs> it's Mike. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I put him in the Barry Bonds category. When I'm this great, yeah, eh, whatever. But he, he still, he was still a jerk to a lot of his teammates. So that's all me, I'm saying. Let me explain your boy Bill Lambeer and Danny Ainge. Yeah. When you, when you, when you're good. But you're maybe not that good. You got to do something else to try to. You know what I mean? Like, I I just I remember real clearly Danny. I, I mean Bill Lambert, like booty bumping dudes out of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He played a mental game. Like, I understand that. I'm I'm good, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not all star good. I'm not in the all star game every year. He was year. effective. He was very effective. I, he had, it's just a little. You know what I mean? A little bit of tweak. To, I mean, like I. Listen, I teach little kids all the time when I'm teaching them how to block, right? I teach them all the time, like especially if they're a little undersized or a little slow. I always teach them to grab right here, right up underneath the shoulder pads. Yeah. It's not holding if I grab you right here, but if I do this, well, if I if I extend my arms, it's holding, right? So there's nothing wrong with teaching the fine. Parts of the game. That's all Bill was like. He gave I'm, a little no, elbow. No, no. He, the he was more. Was, he gave a big elbow. That's a little elbow, man. <laughs> a, it's a the night. Elbow. It was the night today. He, in today's was, game, that would be a flagrant too. It, it I was. understand, but it was the nineties. That's a little elbow. Well, that that's a little he, elbow. He, all right. That wasn't that. That wasn't nothing. Bill Lambert was effective, but he was dirty. 
He was dirty, so he was a jerk. I respect Bill Lambert. Man. Right, let's Lambert. move on. When you're a little bit slow and you can't jump as high, you got to do what you got to do. Right. He didn't <laughs> have to jump. He was almost seven feet tall. All right, so we'll move to tailgating. And this is, uh, we've added the you suck portion <laughs> of, uh, of our podcast. So, because uh, apparently that was very popular with Ray, because I got to say a lot of you suck to, to certain people. And Ray, it's your turn to say you suck. Oh, man, I want to say to all the pet people, not pet people who love love their pets as pets, but all you pet people who love their pets like family members, putting them in the pictures, giving your dog $2,000 birthdays, and, you know, you, you shower your dog with gifts and special food but won't give $2 to the homeless man. All of you pet people, you suck. I got a funny story. I heard uh, I got a member of my family. I'm not going to say who. They took their cat to the doctor this week. And the doctor told them the cat was depressed. And they had they prescribed Prozac for the cat. Bad people. That's exactly what the... I, I just, I think that's hilarious. I mean, I, Listen, they're pet people almost worse than racist to me. They they love that cat, and that's, <laughs> that's cool. But, but still, man, get, uh, a prescription of Prozac for a cat. But uh, anyway. Shoot your cat. Uh, <laughs> all you gotta do is go get you a new cat. That cat is defective. They're that just you spend an extra $30, $40, on a cat because it's depressed. If yeah. you depress, you get the depress the button and die. We get well, you a kitty cat. Yeah, cats can't pull the trigger on a shotgun. But you can. You the pet owner. That's what you do. Oh, that's terrible. It's not human. It's uh, a pet. I I I wouldn't want to kill the cat. I just think it's funny prescribing Prozac for a cat. All right, but here's my people that maintain the bike paths. You suck. So I live near Irving. I live in Coppell. I live near Irving. So I ride this bike trail that goes all the way down to Las Colinas. And it's like nine miles one way. It could be farther because there's some construction that stops the end of the path. And whenever they finish that construction in a year or two, I'm sure the path will continue going on to downtown and Northwest Highway and all the other places it goes to. But when it rains, mm. you can't use the path for three days, two days, depending on how heavy the rain is. So you're having to cross big mud puddles and, and just these mud slides that have come on. It's like you guys just finished building this path less than a year ago. You couldn't have built a pipe underneath that that runs the water into these like wetlands that you have surrounding this. They're low-lying areas that gather water. You can't arrange that. You can't engineer that. I know you have civil engineers so that – I don't have to skip riding my bicycle for three days to wait for your water to recede. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is piss poor planning. <laughs> so, I'm trying to make some goals here, man, and I finally hit 20 miles. Like I hear you, man. First time last week, but and then I, I try to do it again, and I'm like, oh crap, I can go like four miles today because I'm I'm not Moses and can't cross the Red Sea here. I'm just determining and realizing how much. You suck is really wee petty. Yes. <laughs> How much you are irritating me. That's correct. That is exactly what this is. We'll change it from you suck to I'm petty. I'll be Richard and you can be Tom. 
Maybe Kyle. Kyle. I want to be Kyle, Richard, or Tom. Which petty do you want to be? I want to be Richard. I already, I call Richard. I need some more characters. You can't tell me I can be Richard Petty. You <laughs> tell me which one, man. Dude with cold in that black man. He just looked gangster. I'm finna come out here and, and blaze you people up today, man. Yeah, Richard Petty, man. Yes, right. that's why you. I'm from North Carolina. I'm gonna pull a Trump card on you, Ray, and I'm gonna take Richard. Go ahead, man. You can have Richard. That's fine. I'm gonna have to find right. me a new. Have to find me a new Petty. Okay. You don't like. He had the STP commercial. You don't like the look of your car, then shoot it. North Carolina See, accent. Shoot it. The man says shoot your car. You can shoot your cat. Don't get it no thong go Prozac. <laughs> Come on, man. Come All on. Right. So uh Ray's rumination. I, I wrote down them panties too here. Them panties. You, you had a follow-up on uh oh some, yeah, let me tell you what that time we did the podcast, uh one of my uh dear fans had sent me some medium draws. And I said on the podcast that I wear a 2X. I'm a big boy. I'm a big man. And then, <laughs> yeah, Lisa from New York hooked me up with some draws right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're black now. I can't look, see them. Look, at it. look and, the, and, the, and then the draws say head. They made by a company called Head. I don't know why I call Head. I don't know what she's trying to, you they know, make sense say. Brackets. They make tennis rackets. Yeah. So they like to carry balls. That's what you're saying. Allegedly. Smack balls. Allegedly. Yeah. So I'm going to put these draws on. And um, so if you're listening to the podcast, um, Lisa from New York, I just want you to know I did get the draws. And uh, I'm going to rock these later. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. And as stated, we started off with Dave's dialogue, so I don't have anything else. But uh, this week was fun. It was, uh, uh, I guess you got to see a little behind the scenes of sometimes our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have these sometimes, but uh, in the end, I think there's always love here. And I appreciate the fact that, that I have somebody that I can have these conversations with. Yeah. Uh, they're tough conversations to have a lot of times. Not a lot of times, at all times. But they have to be had. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? I, I, I actually love you, and we get heated. So it's only it, it's only that much harder for people who don't have no love for each other. I agree. And that's, I agree. And that's the, I mean, you know, that's where we need to get to. We need to get to a place where we could, you know, as I, I've said two or three times during this podcast, where we just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable with these conversations so we can get to a place of love. Agreed. I think we'll end on that, man. <laughs> I, right. I don't I don't how I can't say it better than that. So yeah. Yeah. All right then. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully. Next week for sure. And uh right where where are you gonna be tomorrow? I'm coming to Dallas tomorrow. You don't forget to pick me up at the airport. Gotta go I'll see the children, man. It's gonna be good time. Are you bringing the boys over this weekend? Uh, yeah, probably for a little bit, just to get okay. out. Of the house. Okay. All right. I'll see you and the boys this weekend. Peace. All right. Later, man. All right. Where's my window? Oh, there it is. I just got. <laughs>